Hey, what's going on, Anthony? How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Logo? How's it going? Do- go- doing well. So welcome, everyone, to uh, to part two of the MLB Talk with Anthony and Loro on the Loro Antonio Sports Talk podcast show. I'm your host, Loro Antonio. Today, on the eve of opening day, we're going to preview the Red Sox, Orioles, Blue Jays, Yankees, and races, and then t- 10 teams to look forward to. And then we'll talk about the Marlins and Rockies preview along with the Dodgers and Diamondbacks opening day preview today. So first off, let's start off with the offseason outlook part two. Let's start with the defending World Series champion, Boston Red Sox. So really, they're most likely going to lose Craig Kimbrell. I think Matt Barnes is going to be their closer. They just signed Chris Sale to an extension. So you think this Red Sox team still will be a talented team in the American League along with the Yankees? I do look for the Red Sox to um, win that division for a second straight year just because, uh, you know, the Yankees, you know, they've been bringing on talent, but, you know, they still haven't, like, found that stride, and maybe it's this year, maybe it's not. But um, I can definitely see the Red Sox, you know, either finishing first in that AL East or, you know, at least coming in second and making a wild card spot. Um, Here's what I think. I'm going to go on a limb here because – I think the New York Yankees are going to win the AL East, and I think the Boston Red Sox will host the American League Wild Card game against the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I definitely. I don't hate. Like, I don't hate that um, prediction, but uh, I definitely. I mean, because the Red Sox, you know, they. I don't think they got worse. And they were just unstoppable. So I'm not saying they're going to have that same year, but I do. Um, I do think they're still going to be really good. You mean the Red Sox will be? Yes, the Red Sox. Oh, okay, so now, with that being said, the biggest offseason moves for the Red Sox was that they kept pretty much almost everybody on their roster for the from their World Series team. Like they kept Nathan Avaldi. They kept Mitch. They kept. Uh, Steve Pierce and 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 uh, extending Chris Sale was actually big for them. Yeah, 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 man. Um, in that extension, I don't know if they're getting. I don't know if they're getting ready to pay him to like fifty years old. But uh, that was definitely a really good move, and you know that's why I kind of look for them to, you know, win. They were just so much better than everybody last year. You know, even you know, I mean, even the Dodgers. You know, the Dodgers really good last year and they didn't even come close to beating the Red Sox. So, you know, the the fact that they still have that, you know, I mean that amazing roster, you know, not saying that everybody's gonna do as well this year, but I still look for them to have a really good year. Yeah, I mean I expect this Boston Red Sox team to have a good year, but the dumb move is that they they're most likely not gonna keep Craig Campbell. Joe Kelly is with my Dodgers now. And I think this Red Sox team, I think it's going to be a close race, but I think the New York Yankees have the edge because I think they have the more deeper roster and more, a lot, and they have a lot of depth in all areas because I think the Yankees are just like the Dodgers in that division. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, my, so let's get to our breakout players of, of, of the Red Sox in 2019. And my pick for breakout star this year, is Rafael Devers. Nice, nice. I actually like that. Um, I like that move a lot. Uh, 
actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with um. I'm gonna go with uh, Jackie Bradley. You know, you've seen flashes. I, I really, I really like, I really like his game. And you know, um, center field was one of those positions that you know I played when I um you know growing up and in college. So I really like, I really like him. You know, I like his range in the outfield, and I just believe, you know, I believe his batting. You know, he, he's been all right, but I look for him to um you know to get you know to get that bat like to get that bat up. And you know, be able to you know be somewhere somewhere around the two ninety to three hundred range. Yeah, absolutely. Jackie Bradley Jr. is a stud. And also, speaking of the Red Sox, and uh, I had I set up my fantasy baseball team yesterday, and I have Mookie Betts, the reigning uh, World Series MVP, on my fantasy team. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm actually getting ready to. You know, I'm getting ready to set that up. Uh, one of my one of my friends just sent me a link, so you know I'm gonna uh, get ready to set that up pretty soon as well. Yeah, and also I'll be doing fantasy football in September with a couple of buddies of mine, and also fantasy basketball for next season. So I think I think it's gonna be fun. And also for the Red Sox, they're gonna be without Dustin Pedroia opening day, but I think uh, I think he'll be back in time for their home opener. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. And uh, you know that's one of my guys. You know, from day one, just you know, a smaller guy that just hits bombs. I love it. And did you do you like my pick about Rafael Devers being the Red Sox breakout player this year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was definitely, I was definitely, um, really in agreement with that. Um, you know, somebody that can play the hot corner really well. I really, um, I look forward to seeing you know what he kind of does. All right, so now here's my lineup for the Boston Red Sox to begin this for the 2019 season. So I have Dustin Pedroia leading off. Then I have Andrew Benintendi hitting second. Then Mookie Betts hitting third. Then Xander Bogarts hitting fourth. J.D. Martinez hitting fifth. Hitting sixth is Rafael Devers. Hitting seventh is Mitch Moreland. Hitting eighth is Christian Vasquez. And hitting ninth is Jackie Bradley Jr. Nice. Who would you have at number one? Uh, Pedroia. Okay, gotcha. The reason why I did that is because whenever he comes back, I expect him to be the leadoff hitter for the Red Sox is because I think he's going to be a good table, table, a tone center for that lineup with his veteran experience and, and also expect Brock Holt to fill in for Dustin Pedroia for the time being. Gotcha. You don't think, you don't think they'll put uh, Eduardo Nunez there? No. Eduardo Nunez is more of a util- more of a guy that is a backup third baseman to Rafael Devers. So who do you have playing second base? I I had Pe- for you mean when Pedroia's out? Yeah. Uh, Brock Holt. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, I kind of um I didn't put Justin Pedroia in this lineup because he was injured. Um. However, you know this will. You know, this is able, like, this is able to change, you know, because, you know, just, it, it'll change the lineup, you know, putting Dustin Pedroia back in there. So, but right now I got, um, I got Andrew Benintendi leading off. I got Mookie Betts in that second, is that number two spot after him. Then I have J.D. Martinez in that third spot at DH. I got, um, Sander Bogarts hitting fourth. I got Mitch Moreland. I got Raphael Devers hitting six. I got uh, Brock Holt hitting seven. Ja- Jackie Bradley hitting eight. And then I got Christian Vasquez hitting nine. 
Yeah, and uh, and obviously the opening day starter for tomorrow for the Red Sox. There, it's going to be Chris Sale, and I think this Red Sox team is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty fun to watch this year. And uh, let's get this baseball season started. So now let's move on to the New York Yankees, the Red Sox arch rivals. So, man, I loved what they did this offseason. I think them and the Cardinals are the winners this offseason because they got James Paxton, and then they got Adam Adovino, and then Zach Britton to stabilize that bullpen along with Dolan Batonso. So I think when he comes back from his injury, he, he's there. That bullpen's going to be scary. Yeah, 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 man. Um, definitely, definitely in agreement there. Um, they, I mean, they've made, I mean, they've made some crazy moves this off season. And, you know, just like you said, I believe, you know, they're definitely one of the winners. Of so, so I, I, I think Masahiro Tanaka is going to have a good year. And also, and also uh, when Luis Severino comes back from his injury, I expect him to be a guy that's going to come into Cy Young form. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, how, how long was he supposed to be out for? I think until, I think all of April from what I heard from Luis Severino. Gotcha. So now with that, with that being said, um, so now that being said, do you agree with me that you that I told you I, I was going to go on a limb here, that I think the New York Yankees are going to win the uh, American League East? I originally had Boston, but my mind changed because I think the Yankees more of a deeper team than the Red Sox do because the Red Sox don't have a – their bullpen still unsh- – I'm not sure what their bullpen issue is, their bullpen situation is. That's why I think the Yankees have the better bullpen. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm with you that the Yankees have a, um, a better bullpen. I just, you know, the only reason I had, the only reason I was so skeptical about it was because of, you know, just, you know, kind of going off what they did last year and the fact that they're bringing pretty much everybody back. You know, it's hard to bet against them. But, you know, with Tula Whiskey and DJ LeMayhew, you know, um, and DeHar, you know, coming off like a brilliant season, you know, still obviously having Stanton Judge and Gary Sanchez, the power in the lineup. I mean, that's going to be, you know, if they all can stay, like, you know, and that's the thing, you know, if they all can stay healthy, like, they're going to, I mean, I believe the Yankees do win that division. They are going to win this division. And uh, I'll tell you, I didn't think they made any dumb offseason moves, but really trading Sony Gray had to help to set the Yankees financially. And I think that's going to save them money for sure to extend uh, Aaron Judge, Gleyber Torres, Miguel Andujar. And also, if they want to get Jacoby Ellsbury's contract off the books, that will save the money big time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Which I think the Yankees should do that. It, just dump Jacoby Ellsbury because I think that, could, that, 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 that way Brian Cashman could save up that money to give that money to Aaron Judge, Luis Severino, Gary Sanchez, Torres, and Duhar, and all that, you know. So my breakout star on the New York Yankees is they had good rookie years last year, and I think both of those guys are going to be great this year. So I think it's going to be Tor- Gleyber Torres and Miguel Andujar. Nice, I do. Um, I love those picks. You know, I definitely had I had met uh, Miguel Andujar because I really, I mean, I really enjoyed seeing him last year. Um, but my like uh, my guy is going to be uh, Stan. I want to see him back in that form, you know, where just like a couple of years ago for the Marlins, you know, he hit uh, almost 60 home runs 
and I would like to see him get back to that. Yeah, he, he should get back into that form. He's just a once-in-a-generation hitter. And by the way, Giancarlo Stanton is my one of my – Giancarlo Stanton is my favorite slugger in baseball right now. And, and what's cool about it is that he actually grew up 15 minutes away from, from where I live. Which you know, since I'm I, I'm from Burbank and uh, and Stanton uh, grew up in uh, Panorama City, which is just about 15 minutes away from here. Yeah, 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 man. That's why that's why you know that connection. That's why I like John Carlos Stanton, once in a generation type hitter, and uh, he's just a fun player to watch. Definitely. And I wish the Marlins didn't treat him badly because I thought he had a home there, but I do think that he's going to find a home with the New York Yankees. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. I, uh, that was definitely one of the players I hated to see go. You know, I understand. I understood what Derek Jeter was doing when he got here, and, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, getting rid of all those players. But uh, that definitely, I mean, definitely one of those guys, you know, they gave that big contract. I thought he was going to be here for, you know, um, a little bit longer. But, you know, guys, sometimes, you know, the organization has to make moves and, you know, it sucks that they treated him like that. But I guess you got to move on at some point. Just unfortunate here. So now I'll tell you my lineup for the Yankees. And also before I tell you that, I really like the Yankees getting uh, DJ LeMayhew, actually. Yeah. And I expect him to be the starting first baseman for the Yankees because I, I don't trust Greg Bird in the lineup because he's injury prone. Luke Voigt's does won't play every day, but Luke Voigt's more of a DH. So I think uh, Clint Frazier will be a guy that will come up sometime whenever Brett Gardner is ready to retire. And uh, when Aaron Hicks comes back, I think this Yankees team's going to be dangerous. So I'll tell you my lineup for the Yankees. So I have leading off and playing uh, leading off and playing uh, second base is Glaber Torres. Batting second is the third baseman Miguel Andujar. Hitting third is the right fielder Aaron Judge. Hitting cleanup is the catcher Gary Sanchez. Hitting fifth is the uh, left fielder John Carlos Stanton. Hitting sixth is the designated hitter, Luke Voigt. Hitting seventh is the first baseman, D.J. LeMahieu. Hitting eighth is the shortstop, uh, Didi Gregorius. And hitting ninth is the, uh, is the center fielder, Aaron Hicks. What do you think of that lineup? Actually, I really um... – really like that lineup um who who'd you say was hitting first uh torres glaber torres so um mine's a, mine's a little bit mine's a little bit uh different but uh yeah so i got i got aaron hicks actually leading off in center i got judge hitting second i got john carlo hitting third i got gary sanchez hitting fourth and I got um, Miguel Andahar hitting fifth, Glaber Torres hitting sixth. Um, I got Luke Voigt at DH hitting seventh. And then I got uh, Didi Gregorius batting eighth and DJ LeMayhew um, to round it out in that ninth spot. The reason why I have Hicks hitting ninth is because he's a good ter- t- good transition guy. And I the reason why I want Torres leading off with Andahar hitting second because 
They hit very well. They can hit for contact. They can hit for power. And I have Aaron Judge hitting third is because I think Aaron, I think Aaron Judge is a good three-hitter, and I have Judge and Sanchez doing three-four, and John Carlo being the run producer as the five-hitter. And I have and, and I expect John Carlo to play in left field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen John Carlo in left field very often. Um, however, I do like I do like what you did with as far as putting John Carlo fifth because I don't know if I would actually use him as my setup guy. You know, I'll redo this, but um, yeah, no, I I definitely like that lineup you put in. But uh, as far as DJ LeMahieu and Aaron Hicks go, I believe you know they can kind of be uh. You know, you can kind of do a switcheroo either way. But right now, Troy Tulowitzki is expected to start at shortstop, but I I really think that the Yankees are going to get D.D. Gregorius back sometime in June. So I think the I think I expect this Yankees team to get off to a good start. I I don't I don't want Brett Gardner to start, but even with Aaron Hicks out, that's why they're going to start him in center for now. But I think Aaron Hicks is the guy in center field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's who I had. Um, you know, because I did a line, I did do a lineup with Brett Gardner and. Uh, Tulowitzki in there. But, uh, so I'm not going to do, do a lineup with Gardner and Tulowitzki in there is because, for me, I think this Yankees team is, is set, and uh, I, do, I, I, I don't – and I also think LeMahieu is going to be in there every day at first base. Yeah, 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 most likely. And, uh, and also, I, I also think that Araldis Chapman, I think, is going to be one of the – he's the elite closer. I mean, a guy that throws 100 miles per hour, and I think the uh, – and I think the Yankees are in pretty good hands there with him as their as their closer. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. Um, love him when he was with the Cubs and uh, you know Red start off, and I mean just you know guy just with uh, tremendous speed on his fastball. I mean you know he's learned he's learned to control it a lot more from you know when he first came in the league. So you know just uh, you know just seeing him grow, uh, I believe you know he's gonna be. I mean. He's going to be that everyday closer and just, you know, be able to come shut it out, you know, as, you know, the Yankees climb deeper and deeper into the season. All right. Now let's talk about the Toronto Blue Jays now. And I think this Toronto Blue Jays team led by manager Charlie Montoyo is going to be a very fun team to watch. They got Clayton Richard to round out that rotation. I, I don't think Clayton Richard is a guy that's ace type stuff, but really this rotation for the Blue Jays is built around Marcus Stroman and Aaron Sanchez. Getting Freddie Galvis is the guy that's going to be good for this team. And then uh, a guy that I think on the Toronto Blue Jays who's going to ball out this year is Vlad Jr. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, man, the Blue Jays, yeah, they're one of, you know, they're, they're actually one of the really interesting teams as well. And uh, I think the dumbest offseason move is I didn't think they made any dumb offseason moves because I felt like that this Toronto Blue Jays is on a full-on rebuild mood. And I do think that this Blue Jays team is going to get better and better with this with this young core that they have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, just the division they play in, you know, it's like they're going to have to find – they're going to have to find, like, a lot more pieces to compete. So – you know, um, I would definitely say, you know, they're definitely in, like, full rebuild. And, you know, Vlad, it seemed like uh, I don't, he didn't make the roster, the final roster, did he? No, he didn't. He will make his major league debut at some point this season. But yeah. I think for him to start in AAA now, it, the Blue Jays will gain another year of his service time here. So 
I don't like that rule, but I think uh, I do think that uh, Vlad Jr. will. Vlad Jr. is still my pick to win the uh, American League Rookie of the Year award on a unanimous decision. Yeah, yeah, I think he was just, you know, he was a little bit banged up, um, you know, coming into spring, and so, you know, it'll just give him time to adjust to the game a little bit more. You know, I look for him to be called. I look for him to be called up. You know, sooner than later. Yeah, sometime in April. Say April fifteenth. Yeah. So now I'll tell you my lineup for the Toronto Blue Jays. So I have leading off and playing center field, Kevin Pillar. Hitting second is the second baseman, Luis Guriel Jr. Hitting third is the uh, is the uh, is the shortstop. Freddie Galvis hitting fourth is the uh, third baseman, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Hitting fifth is the designated hitter, Kendry Morales. Hitting sixth is the first baseman, Justin Smoke. Hitting seventh is the right fielder, uh, Randall Grichik. Hitting eighth is the catcher, Danny Jansen. And hitting ninth is the left fielder, Petsar Hernandez. I just kind of have, you know, I just kind of have them both, like, splitting time. But so leading off, I got um, Tessar Hernandez um, in second at second base. I got um, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Third, I got Justin Smoke. Fourth, I got Kendrys Morales. I got Kevin Pillar hitting fifth in center. I got uh, Randall Grutchick. Hitting six, I got Brandon Drury because um you know this is the lineup without Vlad, but I got him hitting seventh at third base, and then eighth I got Freddie Galvis shortstop, and then ninth I got Danny Jansen catcher. Yeah, I think this Blue Jays is going to be a fun team to watch. I think this is going to be a fun one to watch, and I think Vlad Jr. is going to make an impact on this team. And uh, I think this is going to be a fun season for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, definitely. And then the team we're going to talk about next in the American League East is a team that we expect to be the worst team in baseball this year is the Baltimore Orioles. And I think this Baltimore Orioles team has a lot of rebuilding to do, a lot of work to get done because they traded away Manny Machado. Now Manny Machado's a Padre. So now that being said, uh, we don't, you don't have to take too long to discussing this because I think the Orioles didn't do anything major to, to their roster, but really they got Pedro Severino, who I think is going to be a good uh, catcher to this team. I think this is a fresh start for him, by the way. Yeah, 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 definitely, man. And, uh, you know, I guess if they, you know, if they did make any good moves, you know, that was, that was it. So um, it was, you know, I definitely like Pedro Severino. Um, still, you know, one of my guys, uh, you know, Trey Mancini and Jonathan VR, those are, you know, those are still really good, um, you know, really good players, players that can get the uh, bat on the ball and, you know, play defense, you know, play defense extremely well. But for the most part, I mean, you know, they have, I mean, the bullpen, you know, the bullpen, you know, not that great. The rotation is bad. And, you know, I definitely look for them to, you know, just be, you know, full rebuild. 
And also, uh, Mark Trumbo is going to start the year on the DL along with Alex Cobb. So those injuries will not help this ball club as well. So uh, with that being said, uh, my breakout star on the on the Baltimore Orioles this year, I'm going to go with Trey Mancini. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was that was my guy. At first, I just loved his name, and then I started watching a little bit of uh, you know some of the games, a little bit of film on him. And uh, re- I mean, I really, really like this game, and so that's um, you know, that's my guy I'm going with as well. And then I'll tell you my lineup for the to Baltimore Orioles. So I have leading off and playing uh, leading off and playing second base, Jonathan VR. Hitting second is the shortstop, uh, Richie Martin. Hitting third is hitting third is the. Uh, is the designated hitter Trey Mancini hitting hitting cleanup is the is the uh, right is the left fielder Joey Rickard hitting fifth is the uh, first baseman uh, Chris Davis hitting sixth is the right fielder Yuznel Diaz hitting seventh is the third baseman Renato Nunez hitting eighth is the catcher Pedro Severino and hitting ninth is the center fielder Cedric Mullins. Uh, Joey Rickard. Gotcha. All right, so, um, I actually had him in right field. But either way, um, I hit it, uh, leading off, I have Cedric Mullins playing center. Um, second, I got Jonathan VR. Third, I have Trey Mancini. Um, batting DH, I got Chris Davis. Um, fifth, I got Joey Rickard. I have Renato Yunez, Renato Nunez in six. I got DJ Stewart in that seventh spot. Richie Martin in the eighth spot. And then Pedro Severino to round it out. Who did you say again who you rounded out the lineup of the Baltimore Orioles? Pedro Severino. Yeah, and I, and I like I said, your Marlins and also the Orioles will be the worst teams in baseball this year. Yeah, I can definitely see it all. Um, you know, they're both, you know, programs that pretty much, you know, have to start over from, you know, start from the bottom. You know, obviously getting rid of Manny Machado, who was, you know, one of the best players in the league. You know, my Marlins is getting rid of everybody. I mean, they have some up-and-coming players, though. I don't look – like, I look at them to be, I mean, maybe not the bottom-bottom, but, you know, maybe that second tier from the bottom. So, we'll see. All right, so now let's talk about the team that your Marlins face twice a year is the Tampa Bay Rays. So, really, this is going to be a fun race team that we're going to see here because Blake Snell, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, I like what they did this offseason. Charlie Morton is a guy that's going to be a good number two or number three guy in the rotation. And then talk about uh, Jose Alvarado being the closer. And then one of their big moves was uh, getting uh, Mike trading for Mike Zanino. Like um, you know everything they kind of did uh, this off season. Uh, you know they already they already had like a really a really nice rotation. Um, you know Blake Snell and Charlie Morton. You know those guys. You know those guys are gonna go get you um, you know ten plus wins by themselves. And um, you know just you know some of the people in the lineup. 
you know, going to get um, Mike Zanino and then just, you know, having uh, Kiermaier and Pham. I really, I mean, I really like, I really like the way this team looks and, you know, they could possibly give, you know, um, this division a run for its money. Oh, absolutely. So, so really the, Getting Martin was a big offseason move, but the dumb offseason move was losing Omar Navarez. But my breakout star on the Tampa Bay Rays this year, I'm going with Austin Meadows, who they got in the uh, Chris Archer trade. Yeah. I, yeah, actually, um, really liked him. I, I actually, but I'm going to go with obvious. I'm going to go with obvious Phil Garcia. And I just, uh, I, I really, I just really, I really like his, I really like his back. And, you know, just, you know, everything he's able to create in the middle of that lineup. So um, I look for him to have a big breakout season. Oh, absolutely. So now, so now that being said, um, let's talk about the starting lineup for the Tampa Bay Rays that I predicted here. So I have leading off and playing center field, Kevin Kermeyer. Hitting seventh is the left fielder, Tommy Pham. Hitting third is the uh, hitting third is the uh, hitting third is the third baseman Matt Duffy. Hitting fourth is the uh, first baseman Young Ming Choi. Hitting fifth is the designated hitter Azabel Garcia. Hitting sixth is the right fielder Austin Meadows. Hitting seventh is the catcher Mike Zunino. Hitting eighth is the second baseman Joey Wendell, and hitting ninth is the shortstop. Oh. Uh, Willie Adamas. All right. So um, I got leading off. I've got Kevin Kiermeyer hitting first. I got Tommy Pham in hitting second. I got Matt Duffy hitting third. I got Avia Garcia in that uh, fourth spot. I got Jomin Choi in the fifth spot at first. I got Austin Meadows at hitting that sixth spot. Willie Adamas at short in that seventh spot. Got Mike Zanino hitting eighth. And then to round up the lineup, I have Joey Wendell hitting ninth. Yep. And uh, who'd you say again who you had batting ninth? Uh, Joey Wendell. All right. So now with that being said, let's move on and let's talk about the opening day game previews. So first off, let's talk about your game. Tomorrow, uh, the Miami Marlins are taking on the NL West, uh, NL West, the the team in my division, the Colorado Rockies. And I would have to say, I hope the uh, Col- the uh, Miami Marlins win this game because it would kind of help help you know the Dodgers to kind of get off to a one and zero start. And I th- I have also in the other division games in the NL West, I have the Padres beating the Giants, and then the Diamondbacks are going to lose. I think Colorado is going to lose tomorrow. Yeah, 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 man. I really, I really like what the, you know, I really like what the Marlins have been doing as far as it relates to, um, you know, just uh, different things in their bullpen. You know, they had finally uh, gotten rid of Grayley. So, you know, and I don't think, I don't think it was a move because I believe Grayley was at least the number three or number four uh, pitcher in that, in that rotation. But I just, I felt like they were just trying to, um, you know, maybe get rid of, you know, the, you know, the last of, you know, some of the older guys, you know, to bring in just like um, young new blood and just like hope, like, 
you know, kind of let that talent kind of flourish. Yes, this Marlins team, once they get this young talent developed and they're ready to compete in about three or four years, but let's talk about the pitching matchup for tomorrow. So for the Colorado Rockies, they're sending Kyle Freeland on the mound tomorrow. And for the and for the uh, Miami Marlins, Jose Orina. Yeah, man. Uh, and I actually, I actually like Freeland. Freeland's, uh, you know, one of those guys. Uh, real, I mean, has a real demand of that fastball. So, you know, and he he really knows how to spot it well. And you know, just with uh, Orina, you know. Seen, you've seen really good and really bad. So, you know, but I believe he's one of the, you know, I believe he's one of the up and coming pitchers. And if, you know, if he's on tomorrow, it's going to be, I mean, it's definitely going to be a heck of a game. Um, I just, I mean, you know, I love seeing pitching battles. So, you know, if Urania, you know, comes with his, you know, comes with his A, a stuff, you know, it's going to be really interesting to watch. And, you know, but same, you know, and same with Freeland. You know, if he's able to control those pitches down in the zone, he's going to be re- he's going to be really hard to stop. I'm looking at this rotation now, so I think who's going to break out in this rotation and take over for the uh, role that Jose Fernandez had is I think Sandy Altra will be an ace on this staff. I think uh, Pablo Lopez will be an ace on this staff. I think Trevor Richards, who the Dodgers seen last year, I think Trevor Trevor Richards has pretty good stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really good, and yeah, I'm definitely looking to see um, what Alcantara brings. Um, you know, Sandy Alcantara. He's uh, didn't really get to see get, didn't really get to see him much, but you know, um, in this like in this rotation, I believe he can be you know that second or third. I believe he can be pretty dangerous. And I think this Marlins team. I think this Marlins team is uh, ready to re- ready. To, I think the Marlins are going to tank this year still, but I think, uh, like I said, they're they're going to be one of the worst teams in baseball this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not denying that, but you know, being a Marlins fan, you know, I believe that I believe they could surprise a lot of people this year. You know, a lot of people aren't really, you know, with this uh, very young roster. You know, many people aren't expecting them to do much anyway. So I just believe, you know, I believe they can uh, surprise a lot of people. Yep. So now let's talk about Friday's pitching matchup for the Marlins. So for the Rockies, you got a hard-throwing Herman Marquez, and who had reverse splits last year, better pitcher on the road than he was at home. But I think that's about to change. I think he's going to have even splits, both pitching at home and on the road. And you got Trevor Richards on the mound on Friday. I really like I really like Trevor um, Trevor Richards. You know, we got to see we got to see him play a little bit last year, but you know, it was nothing nothing really too major. But I'm definitely looking forward to uh, watching his pitch. Yeah, I think he might be one of your aces this year. And also Saturday, you got for the Rockies Tyler Anderson and for the for the Marlins Pablo Lopez. Now that's a guy I'm really interested to see, Pablo Lopez. You know, um, we got to see just you know, just kind of like Richards. You know, at the end of at the end of last year, you know, they were kind of giving all these guys a shot. But um, you know, uh, I watched him. I watched him Wednesday. You know, just 
go out there and, you know, kind of do his thing. And so, you know, just seeing, you know, just seeing what, seeing what he has. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think uh, I also I also think that Lopez should be a guy that could could potentially be a top three or four starter in the rotation. And then and then go and then we'll talk more about that on Saturday, obviously, so that on and then on Sunday, we'll talk and, and on Sunday, John Gray takes the ball for the series finale against the Marlins for the Rockies and for the Marlins, you get Sandy Altranra. Yeah, Sandy Alcantara, and I believe Alcantara. That, sorry, no, you're good. Trying, yeah, I believe trying to get used to pronouncing his name. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I believe he's going to be. I believe he's actually going to be. Um, so it's Alcantara. It's Alcantara. Yes. So tell me that you think he. What do you, What do you expect to see him? What What things do you expect to see out of him in his start on Sunday? So I believe, you know, I believe they're gonna they're gonna hope they're gonna try and let him go for you know the first five or six innings, you know, depending on you know depending on obviously, you know, if he can uh, gain like gain control of that fastball, you know, and that's the that's gonna be the real determination. But I believe, you know, he's gonna be one of those he's gonna be one of those sleepers, you know, that can actually um. Know, one of those sleepers that can, you know, take, you know, take maybe that second or that third spot, you know, in that rotation, because I believe he's going to be really good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I'll give you your lineup for tomorrow's game for the Marlins against the Rockies. So I have Curtis Granderson leading off, playing left field, and then Starlin Castro hitting second. Hitting third is the third baseman, Martin Prado. Hitting fourth is the right fielder, Brian Anderson. Hitting fifth is the first baseman Neil Walker. Hitting sixth is the catcher Jorge Arflalo, who you who you got in the uh, JT Ramuto trade. Hitting seventh is the shortstop JT Rittle, and hitting eighth is the center fielder Luis Brinson. And hitting ninth is the pitcher Jose Urina. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, dude, and I actually don't like. I mean, because you you have like a little bit, you have a little bit of you know old, a little bit of. You know that, like that young blood, and so I really, I mean, I really like this lineup. You know, and I believe Curtis Granderson. You know, I believe Curtis Granderson can still um, get after the ball, as well as Neil Walker. Um, I'm looking to, I'm looking to see um, more from Starlin Castro, though. You know, he's kind of, you know, I mean, there's, there's weeks where he just goes on an absolute tear, but then you know, pretty much it's just, you know, it's up and down. So I look for him to have a, um, a more consistent year. Yeah, I, I mean that would have to, that could obviously happen too for sure. And then for the Rockies, they're opening their lineup against the Arena, so I have it being like this once I get the uh, depth chart up. So I have uh, Charlie Blackman leading off and playing right field, hitting second is the shortstop Trevor Story, hitting third is the uh, left fielder David Dole. Hitting uh, cleanup is the third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Hitting fifth is the first baseman, Daniel Murphy. Hitting sixth is the center fielder, Ian Desmond. Hitting seventh is the catcher, uh, Chris Iannetta. And hitting eighth is the second baseman, uh, Garrett Hampson. Man, man, I actually, man, Ar- Nolan Arenado, dude, I mean, that guy, like, that guy's an absolute monster. And I was, you know, I was actually – 
I was trying to figure out if somebody was going to trade for him, you know, before all the trade deadline and everything came up. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people were talking about it, but nothing ever uh, came from it. But Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story, I mean, those are, you know, those are some definitely like some really good at-bats. And, you know, we're going to have to get to those guys earlier. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not a pitch them. And then tomorrow, let's, let's also talk about my game tomorrow, the Dodgers play the Arizona Diamondbacks. And like I told, like I said earlier on my shows and also this week on my shows, I expect this Dodger team to start off the season 4-0 with a four-game sweep of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening, man. Um, they definitely have the rotation for it. Yeah, I mean, they have the rotation to do it. I mean, they're going to be without Clayton Kershaw and Rich Hill. It's a little concerning, but I'm not that concerned because I feel like that without Kershaw and Hill, this rotation is going to step up big time. Yeah, 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 definitely. And um, it's definitely going to hurt, you know, but I can definitely see them, uh, you know, going three and one in this uh, first series, you know, possibly even uh, – you know, definitely, I, I, I'm definitely not going against your, uh, you know, sweeping the first series. But, you know, without without uh, Kershaw and Hill, I'm kind of concerned for you guys. But do you agree with me that the Dodgers will sweep the Diamondbacks in four? Or, or No, I'm saying, I'm saying definitely, you know, it's definitely a possibility because, you know, their team's still really good. However, you know, um, the Clayton Kershaw and Hill and Rich Hill not being there kind of concerns me. I get what you're saying here, but there's no need to be concerned about them missing time is because I feel like that this starting rotation is going to get it done without Kershaw and Hill because they have the guys to do it. You got Julio Urias, you got Bueller, you got Ryu, you got Maeda, and then Ross Stripling. And Ross Stripling, I think, will have a nice year as well. Yeah, for sure. So that's that's why I'm saying that this rotation will be will be fine. Yeah, definitely, I got you. So that's why I expect the Dodgers to start the season off four zero, and then when they play the Giants after the Diamondback series, then I also expect another sweep by the Dodgers, and get and I expect the Dodgers to go off to to a nice six and zero start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a nice six and zero start at home because I expect this Dodger team to be the best team at home this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not uh, – you know, I won't go against that. That's what I'm saying right here. That's why I expect this Dodger team to start off 6-0 and this year because the reason why I say that is because you got Urias Bueller in the rotation for a full year. You got Corey Seager back, A.J. Pollock in that occasion. Even though I didn't think the Dodgers would get A.J. Pollock, I think A.J. Pollock is going to help this Dodger team in a big way. For sure. Even, like I said, the reason why at first I didn't want Pollock on the Dodgers was because I had injury concerns with him. I like him as a player, though, but when he, now that he's a Dodger, I feel like that, man, we were thin with right-handed bats, but I just felt like that A.J. Pollock wouldn't be a Dodger because I felt like Chris Taylor would, would fill the void in, in left field with Alex Verdugo in center. But getting Pollock into that mix, I think, I think A.J. Pollock will balance this lineup for sure. And the Dodgers had a little bit of trouble against left-handed starters last year. I think, I think our approach against left-handed starters this year will be a lot better this year. Yeah, it's gonna have to be, man, because you know, in that uh, in that World Series, you know, that's what pretty much 
I think that, like, I think that was your uh, main concern. That's pretty much what killed everything. That's why. That's why I think AJ Pollock. Now that we got him, I feel like gotta. I gotta hope he stays healthy because I feel like that when healthy, he's a good player, and I feel like that the Dodgers are gonna are gonna give him some days off early so that he can be fresher for the later part of the season. Definitely. But I felt like they took a risk on him, to be honest. But I feel like at the same time, I think AJ Pollock is gonna be a good player for us, yeah, and we needed somebody that could take over for Puig in that area. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now, tomorrow, Hinjin Ryu goes up against the former Dodgers, Zach Greinke. And I think I think the Dodgers, uh, uh, t- tomorrow, I expect them to win 6 nothing tomorrow. And who are you saying they play? It's the first game of a four-game series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have the Dodgers winning 6 nothing, and I, and I predict Hinjin Ryu is going to pitch a complete game tomorrow. He's going to pitch a complete game, strike out eight to ten batters, Walk two batters, give up two hits, and no runs allowed. So it's a lot, man, and some guy that's not your ace. That's what I think, because Hinjin Ryu has done it before, and I I feel like he's capable of that. I definitely feel like he's capable. We've seen it. We like, we've definitely seen it um, on, you know, on a, like a couple occasions. But as far as I mean, you know, you're also facing. Grinky man, Grinky. I mean, I remember when Grinky was with you guys. You know, he. I mean, Abisa. He still. You know, he still get. He still gets after the batter. So, I believe it's going to be a really good matchup tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know if they strike six, but I could see the Dodgers winning somewhere around. Uh, you know, maybe like three, four zip, three, four one. Yeah, and I feel like that. That Grinky. Since joining the Diamondbacks, his record against the Dodgers has not been that great since joining the Diamondbacks. But I, I also think that uh, there, that's the reason why I think uh, we're going we're gonna to get to him pretty early, I think. I think we'll put three runs up on the board for him. I still think Granke will strike out at least five or six batters. I think he's going to – I think Zach Granke's going to go at least four or five innings tomorrow. Yeah, 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 definitely. But I think – but he's still going to be – he's going to still be credited with the loss. I definitely don't doubt that. So, that's why I say 6 nothing tomorrow. And then on Friday, Ross Stripling against who arguably is the second best pitcher on the Diamondbacks rotation is Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray has our number. I know that we need to find a way to get to him early is because so that he doesn't find a groove. Because when, when Robbie Ray gets into a groove, then I think – the momentum shifts on the Diamondbacks' favor whenever Robbie Ray gets starts at Dodger Stadium. And I've seen Robbie Ray start. I've seen Robbie Ray pitch against my Dodgers live when the Diamondbacks played the Dodgers. And he does pitch tough against them. And there was one game I saw him strike out 13, and in the other, he struck out a lot more batters. Yeah, 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 man. Um, I, I haven't watched him as much, but, yeah, definitely I can see what you're saying. And that's why I think the Dodgers win tomorrow, win on Friday. I say we win, uh, I say 2-1 tomorrow on Friday. Yeah, for sure. I say 2-1 Friday. So that means Stripling will get the win. I say Robbie Ray will get the loss. I still think Robbie Ray on Friday, I expect him to pitch a good game on Friday. And then I think Jansen will get the save there. Definitely. And then for game three, Kansas and Maeda on the mound. 
against Zach Godley. So I think the Dodgers get this win still, and I think the Dodgers win uh, 5-2 on Saturday. That Saturday matchup might be, I believe, I believe, you know, that that might be the matchup where they can get you guys. But, um. Because the reason why I say that is because uh, Zach Godley is a good pitcher, but the Dodgers, he used, he he does pitch well against us, but Zach, but the Dodgers found a way to figure him out. Yeah, for sure. So that's why I still think the Dodgers win game three on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, man, I definitely don't disagree with you. I just um, that man, that first, you know, those first couple games are just hard, you know, because you know we split, you know, with the Cubs last year. You know, that first, that first uh, series, we split the Cubs two two. So, and then on Sunday, I Walker Bueller goes up against the former. Arizona, the former St. Louis Cardinal who was acquired in the deal with Carson Kelly that sent Paul Goldschmidt to the Cardinals. Luke Weaver takes the ball against Walker Bueller. I feel like that that's going to be a very good game right here. I think it's going to be scoreless for the first eight innings because I think both pitchers are very good. And I think the Dodgers went on a walk-off on Sunday. Yeah, 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 man. And, I, look, I just think, I mean, Walker Bueller, I, I look for him to pitch lights out. Yeah, I say he get he gives us a good eight innings on Sunday, and uh, I think uh, I do think the Dodgers will win on a walk off. I think it's going to be one nothing Dodgers against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And I say not in the not in the bottom of the ninth. They don't hit a walk off. I say the Dodgers hit a go ahead run in the bottom of the eighth inning, and then Jansen saves shuts down the door. You know. Yeah, definitely. And and then the Dodgers sweep the Diamondbacks, and then I expect Urias to pitch lights out on Monday against the Giants, and I think. And I do expect this Dodgers team to get off to a 6-0 start. For sure, man. I definitely – I can see I, – I can definitely see that. Yeah, because when I look at the schedule for April and March, I see the Dodgers sweeping the Diamondbacks, sweeping the Giants, taking two out of three with the Rockies in Denver, taking three out of four in St. Louis, taking two out of three in Milwaukee, and sweeping the Reds, taking three out of four in Milwaukee, taking two out of three from the Cubs – and sweeping the Pirates, and then sweeping the Giants. That's how I see their April happening, you know? Yeah, definitely. The reason why I say two out of three in Colorado is because I feel like that the Dodgers will most likely lose Friday's game in Colorado because it's the Rockies' home opener. I feel like the fans are going to get into it, and I think the Dodgers, after losing that Friday game, I feel like they'll take two out of three in Denver. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and the reason why I say that is because no team goes 162-0. I have to say that I do believe the Dodgers have the mentality. I expect every series for the Dodgers to win series. But if, it, if it's not a sweep, then I say two out of three or three out of four, depending on, a, depending on, a, on the series, you know? Yeah, definitely. So that's why, that's why my mentality in baseball is like that. I expect the Dodgers to go out there, win a series. If it's not a sweep, then – then take three out of four from that opponent or two out of three from that opponent. Yeah, yeah, man. They're definitely, but, still, they're definitely still, you know, top two team, you know, top two or three. Unless, teams. unless, unless if the, if the, if like a four game series, say if, uh, say, if, say, for example, the visiting team takes the first two games of that series, then I would expect a split, but I don't expect splits, you know, yeah, definitely. but it's not like football because, 
in football, I predict every year the Patriots are going to go 16-0. and So so in baseball, I have a different approach about, about wins, you know? Yeah, definitely. Because in football, any team can finish a season undefeated. That's why I, I have that mentality for my Patriots. That's why I, I have them being a 16-0 and team. Yeah, yeah, That's man, the I'm difference there. right there. Yeah, you know? There. Yeah. So that's why I have the Dodgers sweeping the first two series of the season and then taking two out of three with the Rockies in Denver. Because I felt I feel like that last year we started very bad in April, and I feel like that our best start is about to come this year. Definitely. Because I want I want my Dodgers to win the World Series. I expect it to happen this year. So I expect a good start from those guys starting tomorrow. So I'll tell you my lineup for the Dodgers tomorrow on opening day. So I have Peterson leading off, Seager hitting second, Justin Turner hitting third, Muncy hitting fourth, uh, Pollock hitting fifth, Bellinger hitting sixth, Kike Hernandez hitting seventh, Austin Barnes hitting eighth, and Hinjin Ryu hitting ninth. Yeah, man, those are some uh, that, like that's actually a really good lineup. And I look for the you know I look for the Dodgers to you know provide a lot of pop within these first couple games. And then the Diamondbacks caught a break here because Steven Souza Jr., who, who is injury-prone, is out for the year with a torn ACL. So that's a really a big loss for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I had him batting second in the opening day lineup for the Diamondbacks. But now with that being said, I now have Jared Dyson in that opening day lineup in, as the team's starting right fielder. So I switched uh, Ketel Marte to the two-hole, and I have Jared Dyson in the eight-hole. If Peralta leading off, uh, Marte hitting second, Jake Lamb hitting third, and then uh, hitting fourth is Adam Jones. Hitting fifth is uh, hitting fifth is Eduardo Escobar. Hitting sixth is Nick Ahmed. Hitting seventh is uh, Alex Avila, and hitting eighth is Jared Dyson. Yeah, I still I still like Dyson, man. Um, you know, just like I mean, in all games, beat kills, and I really I like I love the way I love the way he's able to, you know track down balls in the outfield as well as given as well as being able to you know um get on base you know in different kind of ways and steal bases so i still you know i still like jared dyson right now what were you saying i said i what still were you like jared dyson right there i mean speed kills absolutely so now with that being said now we did a preview of opening day so let's go on to 10 teams that we're looking forward to watching other than the Dodgers and Marlins. So for my list, I have it like this. I have the San Diego Padres, then the uh, Cincinnati Reds, then the St. Louis Cardinals, then the Philadelphia Phillies and Washington Nationals, then the Texas Rangers, then the Chicago White Sox. And then um, to round out my top 10, I have the Toronto Blue Jays, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the New York Yankees. watch out for I got the um you know the Yankees number one I got the Phillies the Cardinals the White or yeah the White Sox and the Red Sox um the Blue Jays are going to be really interesting the Indians the Angels you know now that Trout has that really big contract the Cubs and then round that off with the Braves Yep, and uh, now let's talk about our top five position players for the National and the American League heading into the 2000, 
2019 season. So let me start off with my list on the Amer National League side for the pitchers. I have Max Scherzer, and then uh, and then and then uh, and then uh, Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard, Aaron Nola, Clayton Kershaw for the catchers, Yadier Molina, Wilson Contreras, Buster Posey. JT Realmuto, Jorge Arflalo. For the infielders, Anthony Rizzo, Joe Panic, Corey Seager, Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado, and then Ronald Acuna Jr., Bryce Harper, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Kane, and Charlie Blackman. And for the for the American League in the top five, I have Corey Kluber, Luis Severino, Chris Sale, Justin Verlander, Blake Snell. For the catchers, Gary Sanchez, D Danny Jansen. Salvi Perez, Roberto Perez, Christian Vasquez. For the infielders, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, Flavor Torres, Francisco Lindor. And for the outfielders, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, George Springer, and Eloy Jimenez. And then for the DH, John Carlos Stanton, Nelson Cruz, J.D. Martinez, Carlos Santana, and Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, man, like pretty much, though, you know, these are going to be these are going to be all similar because, you know, all these guys, you know, we know who the, you know, who the big hitters are. So, um, you know, for the most part, like for the most part, you know, that's what, you know, those were really similar to the ones that I had. Oh, absolutely. And my final MLB thought of the day is uh, I am so excited for opening day and uh, this and then baseball's back, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, gotta hurry up and get this uh, um, fantasy off. You know, pay attention a little bit more, so that'll be good. All righty. So now that being said, Anthony, uh, enjoy opening day tomorrow, and I will talk to you Saturday morning.